0: That was, uh... <laughs> And there we go. That was a good one at the time. That was a good one. I didn't like fuck up the clap. I didn't like clap. Not like the up. clap as in chlamydia, but the clap as the, the the, the action to let us know. Yes. Yeah. The action the, the of clapping. the motion. <laughs> uh, so who am I this week? This week
1: I am bang energy drink. No, we are not sponsored,
0: but <laughs> I do love bang I've never had Bing. I had a sip of it and I got really nervous because I saw the caffeine content and I'm already like a super anxious person. Oh, I can only Um, drink like half of it. Yeah. When I drink my coffee, I only fill it up to the halfway because I'm afraid of like getting jittery. It makes me really nervous. Today, you could call me daddy because... The wife and I found out we're having a little baby. A baby battle's on the way. There's a little baby battle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. We are just talking about how pumped up I am about being a dad and I can't stop listening to, like, the ultrasound. And you could play the ultrasound starting now. It's on my Instagram. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. uh, You're going to spoil that kid. Watch. Uh, I think my family is going to spoil it more. Like, I'm super frugal. And you see like, that
1: now until you want to start I, yeah.
0: seeing it. Yeah. Watch, wow, you're gonna be like, mm, look at these outfits. I know, like we already go look at them and they're like so <laughs> cute. The little boys' clothes, it looks like little gentlemen. They just have like these cute <laughs> outfits I'm just like. Oh, they look like little gentlemen. It's <laughs> so they look like little old men. Clothes, like I can see you like buying little- like some little some little corduroys and tweed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're so fucking cute. And the little girls' clothing. Oh my gosh. I'm so pumped up. Like I'm fucking giddy as shit. <laughs> but I love how we're talking about like cute things before we get into this terrible, <laughs> terrible
1: story. I know. Because this week we're doing... Oh wait, first off, sorry. Welcome back to Bras of Murder. Oh yeah. yeah. Welcome we... back. Welcome back. Where we talk about true crowd cases of color. Mute. We give you music. Commentaries about our lives, including baby stuff.
0: And it's music from artists you probably never heard of.
1: Yeah. And also sometimes every now and again, black serial killers like this week. <laughs>
0: yes, yes. But I mean, would, would you call
1: Kenneth a serial killer?
0: I think after like three, it's considered a serial killer, right?
1: But they weren't all like
0: consecutive. Same.
1: Yeah, they were consecutive, and they weren't like
0: similar. Some were like accidents. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I don't know. It I think more so. like I, I would say a series of unfortunate events. Yeah, people that ran into this <laughs> which is <laughs> a
1: very is a series of unfortunate events. I guess a mass murderer, maybe. Cause like yeah. I mean, the, the first couple were like a good old fashioned like spree killing because it happened in a enclosed period of time. The other two were like a whoopsie daisies.
0: Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, one of them was a whoopsie daisy. The yeah. first one before that one was With like a, more of a get, you break know. your
1: shit, bitch. Like, yeah, that was, yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly, dude. That's exactly like what I thought.
1: But yeah, was, like, we can just get yeah. into it because Kenneth. I just give a quick summary of them i feel like this is a, one of those cases kind of like nature versus nurture because he had a horrible childhood
0: that's something and, that uh, i hit on like horrible it's, life like, yeah
1: and i'm just wondering if like if he didn't have those things would oh, he yeah. have still yes
0: done any of his shit part of me feels like sad for this dude but then at still at yeah. the same time like you have to be accountable some way but and I, I think accountable like, I don't know. I think, like, he was, like, because... We'll course, get into it. Yeah, we'll get into yeah. it. So, yeah, just okay. start us off. Yes. I, I have to say, though, like, for me, this was an extremely difficult case to find information about the actual oh. killer. Like, and, it, and the killings themselves were hard to find. So, good details yeah. about them, other than, like, surface-level stuff. Yeah. I would say maybe not so much of the killer at the end, but his early life. And everyone knows that's listening... I am a sucker for understanding how the understanding how the life of the killer was, especially in the very beginning of their lives. Because like how, I think how do we get to this point? Yes, because it's important to understand on what drove Kenneth to do these crimes, or what drove these other murderers or serial killers, serial rapists, whatever, to do these crimes. I think there's some not to underlying excuse ambitions. any of their
1: actions, but like to understand them.
0: Yeah. And it's I'm not saying that I condone these people for doing what they do or I agree with what they're doing, but I think there's some type of underlying issue. I was reading an article by the National Institute of Justice about how child maltreatment or abuse and neglect can increase the risk of antisocial behavior and including violent perpetration and crime in adulthood, not to mention childhood, because I think if you have a shitty childhood, you're more likely to do something pretty shitty. Yeah. Uh, It's, it, it's pretty wild, but then again, not so wild, because if you think about someone's upbringing, it can directly influence and mold a person to do really terrible things. Because I knew some friends that, would talk about doing really mean things to animals and as a kid I was just like what the fuck why would you do that
1: so fun story in uh, basic training there was this one kid not gonna name his name but so like we're all kind of sitting around our barracks beds like at the end of the day like week two in so we're all still getting to know each other and as a kid we're like oh what do you do for fun like actions and shit like that and he was like well one time me and my friends like duct taped the pregnant cat to a, like, a telephone pole and stabbed with a screwdriver and we're all like what the fuck? He was like, yeah, but like I didn't feel good about it. I was like, why'd you do it then? He's like, well, we all kind of did it. And I was like, bro, that's kind of psychopathic. Oh, that's
0: fucking <laughs> wild. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck?
1: And of course, he was from the south.
0: I'm to say, understand that. <laughs> a kid doing saying that, but an adult saying, yeah, I like to fucking tie pregnant cats up. And the reason I say I could understand kids saying that because kids don't understand the. I don't think kids understand the complications of it and
1: like what it means. Yeah. Yes. And, and also funny story life. too.
0: Uh so
1: me and my one friend who was there, we both were like in the like I need discovery, so like that. So we were making like profiles, quote unquote, of people mm-hmm. in our bay. And there was this other dude, this ginger kid, and we swore up and down he was a serial killer. Because he said that A, he had mommy issues. He had the whole grandma seizure shit. Mm-hmm. He said that his job was uh, at Comcast. He would go on and like install people people's like internet and shit like that. And we were like oh like why do you do that he said and he said with a serious face it gives me access to people's homes oh and we were like oh, oh oh my god he's <laughs> like yeah i just like to see people's stuff and look around their house when they're not you know watching me i'm just like
0: okay interesting <laughs> damn daddy it's like that <laughs> daddy stop <laughs> <laughs> daddy i love that video daddy daddy chill daddy, daddy chill <laughs> Uh, let's get let's get into kenneth so from his description of his own life kenneth williams the serial killer we're talking talking about today had a very unfortunate life starting from birth from while yeah at the very beginning so while he was born into a shitty situation at the end of the day he's still a murderer I just find it fascinating and terrifying on how an, at, er, at an early age, it's easy to be, be influenced in a bad way. So like Andre said, we're talking about Kenneth Williams today. He's a serial killer or he's a murderer who was convicted of murder, sent to prison, broke out of prison, murdered again, and eventually was put to death by a botched lethal lethal injection. in a very controversial, like <laughs> <laughs> yep. that's because like how many people were 11, Wait, no, it was eight people over 11 days because yeah. they wanted to get rid of expired medication. I think it was like within that month, it said it was like
1: 38
0: people within yeah. that month. Yeah, it was very controversial. <laughs> yeah. So born in 1979, Kenneth was born into a family that really wasn't there for him. What is known about his early life is not an abundance online, meaning I couldn't find much about his early life. However, during his trial, he did say, my father struggled with alcohol and crack cocaine addiction, which often turned him violence against my mother. He also stated that at an early age, he was involved in drugs. He was sexually abused. And at the age of nine years old, the young age of nine years old, he was indoctrinated into the gang life. He joined a group called the Gangster Disciples.
1: Not really only was it. His- it's kind of a badass name
0: the gangster disciples it's like yo you trying to follow up i'm like yeah come on let's go do this shit (laughs) run this shit bitch (laughs) run no pockets fool (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it that was that is a pretty cool name but needless to say at nine years old you're not in a fucking gang but this dude was not only was his father addicted to drugs and alcohol his mother was also addicted to drugs and it's just shitty that he didn't have the family But also during his trial, he stated that he had been taken advantage of in this manner with everything that he went through and that he grew up very bitter and angry and that he was guilt ridden. For him, the life that he was born into, it was either eat or be eaten alive. And at the young age when he was in the gang, he also said that because of his upbringing and his life that he became the predator and not the, pre- not the prey, and that he said that he would often rape younger children, and also he kept that thing on him, like he kept a weapon on him. It was something that he did, because that's all he knew. And his first run-in with the law was at the age of 16, where he was sent to prison, and once he was released from prison, that's when the nightmare truly began. So Andre, run that shit, bitch! Oh my god! Yummy! Know I mean? <laughs> Scary movie. I don't know if anyone's. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> all right. So his
1: first victim was Dominic Heard. Well, like the first victim, the murder that we know of, because for all we know, well, she have got someone else. He was, was a cheerleader. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm starting with her because she was the first victim, and she was the one I could find the most information on. Right. So now Dominique Hurd was like known as Nikki. Everyone called her Nikki. She was like an all around American girl, like a bubbly cheerleader who was like protective of people that she loved like viciously. Uh, she was a light skinned brown girl with curly hair, narrow shoulders and like a smile that everyone said lit up a room. Like she was the kind of person who would walk in a room, smiled, everyone else would smile because she was just like a cool person. She also enjoyed going to like beauty competitions and like reciting poetry and designing costumes and singing and acting. Like she was just a, like a, like a, your typical American like cheerleader, cheerleader yeah. girl.
0: She's really beautiful.
1: Yeah,
0: and she was at a university too. Like she was really smart. Like, yeah, she
1: was smart. Uh, and everyone, said they like everyone accounted that they just remember her smile. Uh, she was a college girl with the cheer at college, but broke her arm and moved back into a different dorm. Like, she went to one dorm by herself, broke her arm, and then moved back to a different dorm with her friend just because, like, she needed the help. She also, at some point, like broke her ankle, cheerleading, but everyone remembers that she would, like, hop around campus with the cast on and still <laughs> had, like, the biggest personality. It was still smiling and going to practices to root people on, shit like that.
0: Like, she was just a. super motivated and people want to be around her I love people like that I like feed off that energy oh I need it because like (laughs) I'm not
1: that so uh (laughs) (laughs) so on December 18th one day before my birthday Williams kidnapped Hurd and her friend at gunpoint and forced them out of their car Williams said that on that day he killed Hurd and he planned to rob someone else to help pay his rent and then he said that her and her friend like the they just crossed his path, and that's why he did it. Like, he didn't seek them out. He said he wasn't looking for, like, a specific kind of person. They were just kind of like a
0: means to it. It's that entity. cliche saying, desperate times call for desperate measures. Like, Which
1: is not an excuse for what he did, but that's, yeah. this, is, this is his reasoning. He needed to pay rent, saw these two girls, said he was going to rob sucks. them. sucks. Yeah. Initially, he just took their money and left them, like, almost the out of the road. And then he said when he was driving away, he recalled... Hearing a voice in his head, I spoke to him and said, Aren't you a bitch? Aren't you And he began to think about that, and just think about that and think about that. And he turned back around, <smack> killed her, and also shot her friend too. Because he said he was more worried that they saw his face, he's on parole, they're obviously gonna go to the cops and like, you know tell on him so he was like i kind of want to see how i feel to kill somebody and also this will keep me from going back to prison and then he said i quote i was beyond feelings and high as a kite like after he killed them he just was Mm -hmm. like elated about it like he just felt high off of it which is like very dark
0: (laughs) in control yeah that's just wild dude like i don't understand i i don't think i will ever understand because i don't plan to murder anyone
1: maybe like a, like a drill a adrenaline rush maybe
0: oh uh, uh, yeah no i feel like my heart would be beating out of my chest and i, I would immediately be like oh well i just I'm fucking sorry. threw my life away
1: yeah i wish would shoot somebody be like i'm so sorry about that <laughs>
0: i just wanted to you know good, what it bro? felt like, <laughs> like you're All not right, talking
1: so- So later that day, he also shot and killed 36-year-old Gerald Jenkins, throwing him into a ditch for an unspecified reason. Like, he didn't even go into that. And that wasn't, like, found out until years later when he was in trial and, like, said, oh, yeah, also that same day I murdered this random dude. Yeah. Now, on October 3rd, 1999, while he was serving life, like, life in prison for, Mm -hmm. you know, Dominique's murder, he... (laughs) I don't know how he escaped. Well, no, I knew not know how, but like it just it sounds like something out of a cartoon. He, <laughs> right. He, he, like, he escaped prison by hiding in like a slop filled tank on a
0: garbage truck. That was like for pigs or something. like Yeah, that. It, it was, was like pig that. slop. Yeah. And he hid inside
1: of it. And I, again, something like fucking Looney Tunes. But he did
0: it. I can't even pick up my cat's vomit without gagging. Oh, oh I hate vomit. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, Bleh. and Melinda's just there laughing at me. And it's like, man, you picked this up then, shit. What I look I, like? I'll give a fuck you,
1: pregnant bitch. You like pick, pick this shit up. shit up? I'm
0: not picking this shit up.
1: <laughs> but yeah, so he skipped on the back of a, a slop filled truck. And during his escape, Williams fatally shot 57 year old Cecil Barron who once worked as a warden at the prison and worked on a farm near the prison that he was sentenced to. So it was kind of just like, again, wrong place, wrong time. Like, they just ran past and he killed him. Williams then dragged his body into a bayou, stole his pickup truck and several other guns, and then drove to Missouri, where he led police on a high-speed chase. During that high-speed chase, Williams crashed the pickup truck into a one-livery truck that was driven by a 24-year-old man named Michael Greenwood, who died in the crash. And in August 2011, months after, Wynn was convicted of the killings of Dominique. And he was sentenced, like, back to... Like, he was sentenced for that one, and then the other ones that he committed. They got sentenced to life for murdering Baron and then also Michael. But it's like, God fucking damn it.
0: God, so you kill one dude. It's, Got like a, it's like domino effect, bro. Yeah, and
1: then you're just driving along and then you crash
0: and kill this other dude. That's uh, like a, it's like dominoes, bro. That's what I thought yeah. about when I was reading about this dude. I was like, this is fucking unfortunate for you, dude. That's why I'm like, I can't say that he's a
1: serial killer because it seems like it was just whoever was in his path. Like, if he, like he, if he had something to do, if you were just in his way, he saw you as an obstacle, and he would just, like, kill you to get rid of you. Like, it wasn't like... It didn't seem like it was like personal or he was like hunting down people or he had an MO. It was more just like, you're in my way, now you're out of my way.
0: Pretty much. I know that, I know though, he was pretty remorseful. Yeah. Towards the end.
1: Because I was reading that he did like full on apologize to the family and like understood his actions. Like he asked for forgiveness, wasn't like expecting to be forgiven. Like he, he did seem very remorseful and is like, that's something i guess yeah i don't know it's like because what do you ask for really he 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 accepted his sentence he accepted like the ruling of it he took accountability for it yeah i guess that's all you can really ask for right like you get get your justice you're getting you're sorry
0: that's where i'm I'm always so weird about the justice system and how people are put in prison for life because there's no if, There's no reforming them. Yeah. It's, and I get it's in some situations
1: where, like, a person is a danger to society. But it's like, I just wish there was some way for people like this who are remorseful where maybe not be reintegrated because he
0: has killed several people. But I don't know, do something to contribute back. Yeah. Like, having jobs while in prison or send them to a different type of place or a community where they're more monitored
1: yeah something, not something just, where like they're not just sitting on like taxpayer dollars <laughs> like yeah, something so where, they where they can still be their useful teeth. in some sort of way and I'm not talking about sending them out to a fucking plantation to do farm work no. like they do in that goddamn prison in Alabama we talked about a while ago a couple episodes back that still pisses me off but yeah, we're not talking about that, like actual
0: thing. And it, it, I uh, do to see Andre right now. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much going on for him. Because His that pissed me off so much. <laughs> like,
1: if you, and if they're going to do work like that, pay them accordingly. Don't pay them like a cent on a dollar, like the fucking yeah. prison firefighters in California who are out there fighting that wildfire right now, getting paid pennies to fight a wildfire.
0: Yeah, That's not Okay. We get at these people fucked up and They're still. I don't know. I feel like there, sh- there should be a way to reform them or try to help them uh, in a different way. Sorry, that was my second uh today. But I've been counting. Uh, there-, <laughs> there, should be a di- there should be a different way. We need to reform these people because I think although they have done like horrendous crimes I think that they may so, have a future still, somewhere yeah. else. I, I, mean, I, I had family that was killed by a drunk driver and he survived and I forgive him. He didn't go to prison for life, but he went to prison for a while and I, I know he's out now. I forgive him for taking yeah, like, my 16 year old cousin's
1: life. Like pay your due to society, but also you, st- Still owe society something, motherfucker. Like don't, <laughs> yeah. don't just don't just well, get your three meals. You yeah, I know she's a three meals a hot, like hot I think it's all cool. Or like, so, who was that celebrity? Fucking Lori, what was it Lori Vallow, wh- who paid her daughter to go to like, oh bribe her Lori, daughter. Lo- Lori Locklear, Lori Locklear, Lock- is it? Lori and um,
0: Locklear?
1: I think so, yeah. And that motherfucker, not only did she get to pick her prison, which is like two hours away from her house, but it's like a luxury prison. Yeah. Like, they have, like, yoga classes and, like, Pilates. It's like a vacation.
0: Yeah, if you have money to do shit, I guess you could do whatever the fuck you want. Because that's bullshit. If these celebrities can get... Why why are there luxury
1: stuff? prisons? Why is that a thing?
0: Because they're the one paying for I mean, it's a private prison. And private yeah. prisons profit off of the inmates. So, if an inmate is of status, affluent, yeah. They're going to pay these prisons, Yeah here's my few hundred thousand dollars take care of me while i'm there bitch yeah this
1: ass isn't gonna upkeep itself but but yeah so i mean again kenneth
0: just had a shit run of a life
1: and uh do you want to talk about the whole his like his death
0: yeah i will i am actually going to start with a letter that he wrote towards the end of his life I hit rock bottom, and most people would say that's where I belong. People have always asked me, why did you kill those innocent people? I really don't know how to answer that question until now. When you live a sinful life away from God, anything is possible. That includes mass murder. I learned from my mistakes. I take full responsibility for my actions and whatever consequences my peers see fit. Without God being in my life, I never would have confessed to these crimes. I would have denied them until I went to my grave. I know that the embarrassment and shame that I brought upon my community is unacceptable and intolerable. As a community, we are supposed to love one another and work together as one. What we do as individuals reflects upon our communities. I don't invoke the name of God and Jesus to get up out of a death sentence again not to sound ignorant but whether or not you grant me clemency is fine with me the word of god will keep you from sin or sin will keep you away from the word of god i can clearly see when i read the newspaper a reflection of my character of the lawless kenneth williams who terrorized these residents of pine bluff i respectfully petition young men and women out there in society to think of the consequences of your actions and start making better decisions to all whom have an ear to hear. This is a pathway of destruction that crime, gangs, drugs, violence, and ungodliness takes you down. Suffer no delusions. What a man, what a man. So he will, will reap. I will say, you know, I think at the end of life, or when something tragic happens people turn to religion to feel better about the things that they've done because it's really hard to truly be accountable and to be forgiven by a higher power it almost absolves you of everything that you've done and yeah. as long as you're you right can, to you can whatever like you're with yeah you can it makes it easier for you to confront what you did yeah and kind of like i don't want to say make sense of it but like be accountable for it in a way yeah it's really weird. I'm really. I. I. I'm not. I'm not a, I'm not whatsoever. a religious.
1: Yeah. I'm not a religious person.
0: I used to be, and I just realized uh, I was I a shitty sure. person. But I would say, oh, God will forgive me for what I did, and it's like I still beat my dick, and I'm just like, you know, that's mm-hmm. a sin. Be like that. <laughs> like
1: <laughs> I was. I was so when I was like, I grew up in like a Baptist fucking house, only because like my grandma was really Baptist and she pushed it on everybody else. Cause like my grandfather was not into it. Dad, nope. Mom, like, we no one else was into it. Like, we were all just, like, putting on the front for her. Praise But Jesus. I was, yeah. But I was, like, so indoctrinated in yes. it. I would go to, like, Bible study every Wednesday. Church every Sunday. When I was 17, I, I seriously got a tattoo on my arm of a rosary. <laughs> 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 I was committed. And then I hit, like, 18, 19. It was like, you know what? I think I got Tom fooled all these years. Because yeah. <laughs> the 101... Ain't equal in two, and it's God made Adam and Eve, but what? On, the, on, the, on the seventh day He did. But I don't, I, this don't make
0: sense. <laughs> yeah, I feel you on that. I think for me it was when I was in Afghanistan because I was a combat medic, mm-hmm. and when I saw a lot of stuff that was happening, and like people would say, "Oh, God is on our side," or like we would have prayers and things like that. I'm just like, like I don't know he, if God wants us to be doing this. Yeah, uh, this and it blaming it on boy. Him. <laughs> yeah. So and then once or I actually. Her got out of school blaming it on them once i got out of the military and went to school and i i'm a science major and i started to get deeper into like the natural sciences and science and all this stuff i was just like yeah there's no way there's no way but so i'm, I'm taking
1: a metal, medical terminology class right now and my professor keeps like bringing jesus into the lectures and it's oh, really awkward yeah, like she awkward. like one like one time she was like um <laughs> so yeah, she's like, she's like, yeah. Look up at the stars; they're one of like God's great creations, and you can map the stars. Like Jesus mapped our body, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, my mother, this this motherfucker.
0: <laughs> Why are you like this? Are you Why gonna tell me like- my shit? <laughs> uh, so five. During this first trial, Kenneth was convicted of murder. He was sentenced to life in prison and. We know that after about a month of serving his Mm -hmm. prison sentence he escaped where he murdered one person and then killed another one so he murdered two more people when he got out once once he was taken away again he was convicted for murder again and in october of 1999 that's where he was sentenced to death fast forward to april 27th of 2017 he was due to be executed by lethal injection the crazy thing is, this is what we were talking about earlier, was that there were eight men that were supposed to be executed during this time in Kansas. And they wanted to rush through the process because there is a fear of one of the drugs getting ready to expire. So they wanted to use it instead of trashing but, and buying more. They wanted to use know. it. Governor Asa Hutchinson ordered for the executions to be completed over 11 days. So they wanted it done quick and in a hurry. That's kind of terrifying. So we can just have that much power over like a bunch yeah, of people's lives, the governor's. So during his execution, Kenneth suffered to say the least. And it was an intense scene. However, prior to his death, he apologized again for what he did. He said, and his last statements were, and I quote, I was more than wrong. These crimes I perpetrated against you were all senseless, extremely hurtful and inexcusable. I humbly beg for your forgiveness and pray you find peace, healing, and closure in all you deserve. Onward to the lethal injection part where he was executed. Eyewitnesses said that during the execution, Kenneth, his body started to convulse. And it was just like a horrific scene. It wasn't a normal execution. It was... The shit was expired. Yeah. So apparently... There's been some controversy over one of the medications that's injected into these people, which is supposed to like knock them down and render them unconscious and they're not able to feel. I forgot what it's called. It starts with an M. I'm terrible at pronouncing medications anyway, so I'm not going to try to. Apparently, they're saying that it's not ethical because people are still able to feel things when they're unconscious. The sedative that they're given, it, it makes them still feel everything. I don't know. I'm not an executioner, nor will I ever want to be an executioner, but that's what happened. It was just a horrific scene. It's not, and I want to point out, it's not for me or Andre to determine if he got what he deserved. But needless to say, he died, and I guess he was held accountable for his actions because he, did. he was killed, and he was accountable, and like he said that again i'm very weird about the death sentence i'm more about like reformation yeah and um trying to help people six trying to help people and it just it's just crazy so i remember
1: when i was like really religious i was all for the death penalty because i was like for all right <laughs> but then you know you mature you're like first off some of these people probably are innocent. Let's be honest. Yeah. There's <laughs> like, a, a lot of people in death row who didn't go into jail, commit the crime that they committed. I know that's right. <laughs> and second off, why don't we just like make them better?
0: <laughs> yeah. Let's try to do better. I don't let's know. try to do better. There has to be different ways, but I don't have the solution other yeah. than try to reform them or like put them in. And I was reading like even the families who were like
1: victimized by home, some of them weren't like okay with the way that he died
0: they were like oh no yeesh." The, the innocent bystander the one that got killed after just as a byproduct the daughter actually flew his daughter and granddaughter out to like the execution and she, it was meeting the daughter for the first time and i remember watching a little short snippet of her saying that it's like i'm meeting a sister because we're connected and we're going to be connected forever because of what her dad did but i forgive him and i want him to know that and i want the family to know that that i forgive him and it was just crazy like the amount of forgiveness some of the victims had
1: yeah and i think that's also made more possible when you see that the person who did it is not only like in prison, like justice was served so it makes it easier for you to like come to terms with it all but also that there are they are remorseful yeah, or at least taking accountability for what they did I, I, I feel like it would help you in your grieving process to really come to terms with it all mm-hmm. I mean you see the person behind bars and they're saying like hey I fucked up I'm sorry I did this to you like this is all on me I'm getting what I deserve
0: Yeah, it's hard for me to hold, like, I'm not a vindictive person, so I can get upset. Yeah, see, I'm definitely not. I'm just like, all right, whatever. I got you, but I also do... I guess get hurt more because I'm so willing to let people, I'm so willing to forget people. So sometimes I don't have as much of a guard as I should. So that's something that I recognize and I'm trying to get better out, a better medium of a little bit of both. Mm. So that's all. Yeah.
1: Thing. I did, I did the work be a more uh, forgiving because someone could like, <laughs> i have a one friend he made like an offhanded comment to me like oh like years ago and i still bring it up <laughs> and i'm like remember that time you called me fat you bald here bitch <laughs> i was like bro that was in high school i was like i don't give a fuck
0: i'm not fat
1: <laughs> that still hurt my fucking feelings
0: <laughs> so yeah
1: yeah but that was kenneth
0: kenneth williams everybody what a roller coaster and I fucking hate roller coasters.
1: Yeah, we yeah, we both hate roller coasters. We don't stand roller coasters in this
0: house. Like nope.
1: But uh yeah, I have nothing to plug other than that, hey, click the links in our, you know, the description if you want to donate to us, sign up for exclusive content. There's the links to like some merch we got out there. We're working on more merch and shit like that, so keep an eye out for that. We'll be live streaming every Thursday, unless I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah yes I, that's all for me
0: yeah thank you again for listening i hope you enjoyed this one i enjoyed it this was it. Yeah. A-
1: enjoy the music i'm gonna pick something that really just makes you want to shake your ass
0: i just like to shake my ass either way yeah no, that battle be hard twerking yeah but uh yeah. bye see ya, friends
1: No, so am <laughs>